Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Right on, man. That's what I like. You know what I mean? I like to be around a bunch of people who are fired up about Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Right on, man. And so, uh, welcome. Welcome to the church. I'm getting some stuff ready here because I'm going to try and stay a little calm today, but <laughs> oh, man, I have to focus on some things, man, and so I want to make sure it works out. So praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we're going to jump right in. I got a lot of things I want to cover here. I don't know. It could take a little bit of time. could take a lot of time, but we're going to try to stay within the time that it's supposed to take in the first place because we got things going on, man. We got other people who need to come in here and make it happen. So can we just pray together? Amen. So brother. See, these guys right here, this is daredevils right here. We put a new row up front. Did you recognize that? All right, and we got, we got the daredevils. <coughs> and then I start coughing, sorry. <laughs> I'll just go back here. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, allergies and all that good stuff. You know, I've been having that stuff for a while. So praise the Lord, amen, let's pray. Father, we give you the praise. Hallelujah, we give you the thanks. We give you all the glory, Lord God, and we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would guide us through your word. Guide us in your word. Help us, Lord God, to give honor to your name. Lord God, you have exalted above all things your name and your word, Lord God, and we just want to join you in that for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Check us out, man. About 22 years ago, all right, right around there, Debbie and I uh, were in Tucson, and we were taking uh, this college course uh, at the college there, <laughs> where college courses are taken, or taken, whatever, all right, and it was a New Testament survey. There was a New Testament survey and an Old Testament survey classes. Basically, you just go through this class, and they take you through the entire New Testament, the history and all the different things that took place. Very, very informative class, very, very cool class, and Old Testament survey just as well. I was extremely excited, all right? I was a new Christian. I've been a Christian about three years up to this point, and I just wanted more information, right? I wanted to learn more stuff that I might be missing, right? And so we took this class. And uh, I went in there, and I just couldn't wait to talk to the teacher, you know, about, you know, how much I already knew, all right? And so you're just going to be real glad that I'm in this class, all right? And uh, I started talking. We had some really good conversations at first, and then at first, and then um, <laughs> realized that she did not believe that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. All right? And so I started tripping. All right? And, you know, Debbie loves to, you know, uh, to boast how she got a way better grade in the class than I did. And she did. But anyways, <laughs> so, yeah, okay, so it's out there. All right? And so, um, anyways, I found out that, you know, I was talking to her. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You're teaching New Testament survey, all through the New Testament, and you don't believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? She said, no. <laughs> she had no problem with that. And then she also taught Old Testament survey, but she totally believed in the God, you know, in, the, 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 in, that, in, the, in, in what the Old Testament taught about God, and even what the Old Testament taught about the coming of the Christ. She believed completely what the Old Testament, she says, I'm fully, I'm all about this, right? And I said, well, how in the world can you, can you read the Old Testament, right? And then rec and, you know, see all this, you know, these, 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 you know, because the whole Old Testament talks about the coming of the Christ from Genesis all the way to Malachi. You know, there's this red uh, line that, that basically just speaks of Christ and that he's coming and it's going to be amazing, all right? And I'm like, how can you believe all that, but not believe that Jesus is actually that Christ. I just couldn't get it. I couldn't understand it. And I started tripping, man. And I started having these arguments.
arguments with her, which is probably why I got a bad grade. Um, but anyways, you know, so I just couldn't understand it. And I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here, man? And it didn't make any sense to me, you know? Still took the class. It was a pretty amazing class. I learned a lot, but um, I had to recognize, you know, what was going on. Have you ever had one of those conversations? You know what I mean? Where you're, you're having a conversation with somebody about God, and then you come to realize that you're not really talking about the same God. Has that ever happened? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> this happened to me. All right, and I think sometimes we just assume too much. Let me ask you this, man. Have you, have, you, have you ever started talking about your faith only to discover you really don't know very much about your faith? Have you ever had that happen? Nobody wants to admit to that. I've had it happen. I'm going to admit it. I still have it happen sometimes. Start talking about my faith, man, and I've been in this word, and all of a sudden I realize we start going on a subject that I don't know a lot about. But I keep talking like I do. You know what I mean? And I'm making it even worse. You know what I'm saying? He's like, don't do that, man. And it's like, it is happening. And so, and so I want to kind of address that today, just kind of a little bit, you know, about how we really need to dig in. I truly believe that our faith is very verifiable, right? Our faith is very verifiable. So I believe that it is up to us to continue to search and verify our faith. I truly believe that. I truly believe that, man. We're in this series called Faith for Exiles. And in this series, man, we are, we are, uh, we're, we're challenging, you know, just, uh, just kind of a walk through the book of 1 Peter, all right, who was written by the Apostle Peter. So in that also, we're taking a look at the life of the Apostle Peter, and we actually can see how much this guy grew from the time we read about him when he's walking with Jesus and starting the new church to the time he wrote the book of First Peter. So that's pretty amazing. So, so I want to kind of take us back a couple of thousand years. All right, a few weeks ago, we talked about this... Um, we talked about <clears throat> this story in the scriptures, uh, this true story that actually happened or where Jesus was walking with the boys. They were coming to this place called, this territory called the, the territory of Caesarea Philippi. And basically, you know, go back a few weeks and you, you'll, you'll be able to read that or watch that, um, watch that sermon. But anyway, just to kind of catch you up to speed, they're walking along this place. There's all these idols around there and these temples and for, for idol worship and stuff like that, false gods and fake gods and all that kind of stuff. And, and Jesus actually poses this question to the boys. He goes, hey, man, who does everybody say that I am? You know, all these, there's, here's all these different, you know, uh, monuments to these different deities, all right? And Jesus says, who do you guys, you know, who, who does everybody say I am? And they said, well, you know, they're saying some pretty good stuff, Jesus. You know, some people are saying you're this, some people are saying you're this guy, some people are saying you're this guy, maybe one of the old prophets, Elijah, Jeremiah, or uh, even John the Baptist. You know, very, very compliment of stuff, but not the truth. And then Jesus says, looks at them and says, well, what about you, man? He says, what about you? Well, who, who, who do you say I am? And, and right out of that question, Peter jumps out front. You know how he does, man. Peter's like, I got this. I know exactly who you are. And he was right. He says, you're the Christ. You're the one that everything throughout that whole testament has been, has been all that, all that, all that testimony of, of who, of, of the sent one of God that, you know, the one that's going to save us, save Israel, save mankind from their sins. That's who you are. You're the Christ. You are the son of the living God. You, Jesus, are God. That's what he said. Jesus gave him mad props right there, man. He, he, he just said, you know what? You're blessed, dude. You're so blessed because, you know, you didn't figure that out on your own. But God himself gave you that. He helped you understand that. 
And, and, and so you can imagine Peter like, yeah, looking at the rest of the boys. Yeah, where were you on that one? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Peter just kind of rolling really, really, you know, like he's got some, some, some inside scoop, right? And, and then, but, but, but it says from that time, and here we are in, our, in, our, in some of our scripture, Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, it says, from that time, from the time that that actually took place, Jesus began to show his disciples that he's got to go to Jerusalem and he's got to suffer. In Luke 9, 22, he actually says, this is what he says, the son of man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be rised. He would rise. And, and, then, and then here goes Peter again, right? Peter again, man. He's like, mm. and, and this time, look at, he kind of he calls Jesus to the side. Look what he says in verse, six, in verse uh, 22 of Matthew 16. He says, Peter took him aside. It's like Jesus, like, hey, Jesus, shh, don't be talking like that. They don't know how to handle that kind of stuff, but I do, <laughs> right? I got this, Jesus. Come over here. Come over here. And he kind of starts telling them, like, like there's no way that's going to happen to you. I won't let that happen to you. Not as long as I live. Not while I'm on watch. Boom. He says, he says exactly, far be it from you, Lord. This shall never happen to you. And, P and Jesus turned to Peter. And I believe that Jesus said this, you know, because they have him. He, he said, come over here. Took him aside. All right. And I believe Jesus said this to Peter so that everybody else could hear it as well. He says, get behind me, Satan. Dude. <laughs> Get behind me, Satan. You're a hindrance to me, for you're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. All right, he says this to him. You got to imagine Peter's like, dang, Jesus, you really have to do that? You have to go there, man. You know what I mean? He's like, dang, we're boys. Remember that one time you said that one thing about how cool I was? Because I remembered that one thing. I knew that one thing. You remember that, man? And now you're getting all crazy on me because, you know what I mean? And Jesus is like, look at uh, you know, you, you know, you're, not, you're not recognizing the big picture here, my man. And I believe this to be true about all of us when we, that we will complicate. I'll put this up there, check this out. We complicate things we do not understand when we choose not to understand them and yet still talk about it. You understand what I'm saying? You understand? We complicate things we just don't understand when we choose not to understand them and yet still talk like we, like we understand you see, I want to question us today. I want us all to question ourselves. You need to question yourself. This is some self-examination day, all right? Again, your faith is very, very verifiable, but you all need to verify your faith. I need to verify my faith, right? Because we, we end up in those, 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 those positions where we're talking about stuff that we don't really know what we're talking about, and then we end up making it worse. We complicate our, you know, we, we, we complicate things that we don't understand when we choose not to understand them and, and we continue to talk about them. Let me ask you this. What do you know that you know about Jesus, about your faith? What do you know that you absolutely know, man? You I mean, you are screwed in. You know this. What do you know that you know about your faith? And how do you know that you know it? And how do you know that what you know is actually right, is actually true, is actually the real thing. I want to give you guys a little test. All right, a little test here, man, okay? Hey, Christmas is, you know, still a few months away, but it's coming quick. Oh, man. 
Just so you know, you and my wife are on the same page. She actually told me this week how many days it was. I was like, wow. <laughs> I just knew it's coming up pretty darn soon. All right? So... <laughs> So, so Christmas is coming up, man, and we all know that we're going to hear the nativity story, right? And we're going to have those nativity scenes everywhere, right? Yeah, so, so I got a little question when it comes to the story and the scene. Let me ask you this, man. How many, uh, my, when it comes to some of the facts, I mean, again, we, I'm not, this is not like, you know, uh, going to shipwreck your faith if you think one of, the, one of the other here, but did Mary actually ride into... Uh, town on a donkey. And we see the story. Could they afford a donkey? All right. And we see the story that she's cruising. Joseph's walking. All right. And then she's on a donkey. Well, she's pregnant. Yeah, I mean, but, but, but we don't know. We just know that we see that. All right. Was she, was she on, was she on a donkey? Does anybody know for a fact? (laughs) We're like, well, the movie she was. (laughs) Right. She was in the movie. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Did they, did they actually talk to an innkeeper? Did they? Really? Fact check. Did they talk to an innkeeper? Did, did, you know, and, and, uh, was, was an innkeeper even mentioned in the scriptures? <laughs> You're like, oh, wait a second. <laughs> I saw the play. My kid played the innkeeper, all right? I know there was an innkeeper, all right? You know what I mean? It's like, I know, I'm not, I'm just, when they were in this, 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 uh, you know, the, 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 the place where the baby was born and they placed them in, in a manger, were there animals present? Were there animals in there already? Or was it an empty manger? Were there sheep in there? Because they were, Bethlehem is well known for the hills outside of Bethlehem where they actually raised a bunch of sheep. Were there sheep in the manger? It's getting complicated. <laughs> we're starting to question things. <laughs> All right? <laughs> Let me ask you this, man. Were the wise men there at the birth of Jesus? Some of you are like, no, oh, I checked that one. <laughs> I checked that one. Because we have them at the nativity scene, right? There's, why, there's three dudes. All right, three dudes. Let me ask you this. How many wise men were there? Does the scriptures tell us how many there were? Does the scriptures tell us how many there were? Oh, we know that there were three gifts, right? Frankincense, incense, frankincense, myrrh. We know that, but were there actually, this is just, I'm just throwing this stuff out there right now. You know what I mean? Were they in fact wise? <laughs> you know what I mean? All right. I, I, here's all I want to say. If we're getting this story wrong, which is probably the most popular story out there, all right, as far as socially acceptable, all right, to everyone, they'll kind of go with it, all right? After that, everything starts getting a little bit, you know, I don't know, all right? But if we get this story long, wrong, what else have we missed? <clears throat> what else have we missed? We complicate things that we don't understand, all right, when we choose not to understand them and yet still talk like we do. 
I want us to take a look at our text that we've been in these past few weeks. I'm going to go back a little bit, not quite as far as we went back. We don't have really far to go back. We're only in verse 10 today, you know what I mean? 10, 11, and 12. So we don't have a lot. We've been in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1. We made a lot of traction in a whole month, all right? And so we're all the way up to verse 10, all right? We're going to knock this out, all right? But, but I want to go back to verse 3, and I want us to pay attention to the words of this scripture, Paul told Timothy to make sure that he does not neglect the public reading of Scripture, and here's why. Right? Because people need to hear the word clearly. So we're just going to preach. We're going to. We're going to. We're going to. We're going to. I'm going to. I'm going I'm to read it out, and you hear, and you hear watching online. You're going to hear it. And so, Father, it's your word, Lord God, and we just give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. 1 Peter chapter 1, we'll begin in verse 3. Blessed, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By this time, you should have this stuff memorized. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, because we've been talking about this for, you know, four weeks now. You're like, come on, get with it, okay? <laughs> blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus. I just sometimes really, really, you know, distract myself a lot of times. I just need you guys to kind of just say, hey. No, don't say hey, because then I'll be like, what? Anyway, so, all right, ready? Here we go. Seriously, this time. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Blessed be the God and Father, our Heavenly Father of our Lord, our God, our King, all right? Jesus Christ, the one who died, who was buried, and rose again. Amen? And is coming back. Hallelujah. All right? Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. To an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiable, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. Amen. You who, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed at the last time, in the last time. In this, you rejoice. Though for now, all right, for a little while, if necessary, you've been grieved by some, by some crazy stuff various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it's tested by fire, may found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember, not all suffering is a test of your faith, but all suffering will put your faith to the test. Through, through, though, though, though you have not seen him, you love him, Jesus Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Amen? And here's our verses for today. These three verses. Considering this salvation that we just talked about, considering this, 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 that we just whole thing that we just mapped out, God, you know, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ died, raised again, you know, has this un and, and have, kept in heaven, guarded by our faith, you know what I mean? Concerning this salvation, the prophets 
who prophesied back in the OT, Old Testament, all right? The prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, they searched carefully and inquired carefully because in the Old Testament, back in the, you're getting, your Bible is made of two parts, Old Testament, New Testament, all right? Before Christ, here's Christ, here's Christ coming, you know, after Christ and Christ coming back, all right? And so the whole Old Testament from Genesis all the way through to Malachi speaks of this coming Christ, speaks of this Jesus, you know, it speaks of, of the Messiah, speaks of this Savior, speaks of this one who will bring salvation, not only to Israel, but to the world, all right, to mankind, to humans, speaks of it. Concerning that, and then and, and God used, used, used prophets, all right, he would speak to a prophet to speak to the people about what's coming. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was going to be yours, they searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time, who is this going to be? What's the, when's this guy going to show up? Inquiring what person or time, the spirit of Christ, the spirit of Christ that was in them before Christ got here, all right, but it was you know, speaking of the Christ to come, the spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted, when, that, when, when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and all the subsequent glories, the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves, but you and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven things in which angels are leaning in to see did you catch all that? Prophets are fact-checking and angels are at the edge of their seat leaning over to see how we're going to play this thing out. This is, this is exactly what's taking place. Ephesians says that, that, that God is going to use the church to speak to these, you know, these, these, these authorities in high places, angels and demons even. He's going to use the church to teach them about the wisdom of God. Ephesians chapter 3, look it up. Open your Bibles and check this stuff out. And if and here's what, if, if prophets, all right, these ones who God spoke through, and angels are looking into this stuff, shouldn't we be looking into it? <laughs> shouldn't we be digging maybe just a little bit deeper or a lot deeper? Does anyone look into this stuff? <laughs> Can God actually be trusted with these big promises? Because this is huge. This is huge, man. Is it even okay for us to search these things out or is God going to get mad because we're checking? Is it okay to fact check God? I believe it is, man, because we complicate things we don't understand when we choose not to understand them and yet we talk like we do understand them. And your faith, your faith is very verifiable. Verify your faith. Peter says this. He says, look, concerning this salvation, prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours, they searched and inquired carefully, 
inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted, predicted the sufferings of the Christ and the subsequent glories. Prophecy was basically things that God said was going to happen. Fulfilled prophecy is when history proves that they actually happened. And so in this prophecy, I'm just going to read a real quick one, all right? And, you know, in some of the prophecies that, that, that were, that, that were, were like, here's an, this is just an example. Isaiah was a prophet years, hundreds of years before Jesus all right, rose on the scene. And speaking of, of what it was going to look like, he said this. He says, he says uh, his appearance was so marred beyond human semblance, his form beyond that of children of mankind. People couldn't even recognize him because he was hit so hard. All right, this is Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 53. I'm going to be reading out if you want to write it down, check in later. You should. He also says that, that, that kings are going to shut their mouths because of him. For that which has not been told them, they now see. And that which they have not heard, they start to understand. In Isaiah 53, he starts to say, surely. Now, tell me who he's, listen to this. Just listen. It's not going to be up there. Listen to this. You tell me, 700 years before Jesus, who this guy's talking about, if, if not Jesus. Just, just listen. 700 years, Jesus is not even unseen yet. But his spirit, the spirit of Christ is in this dude talking. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and, 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 and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. And upon him, the chastisement that brought us peace and with his wounds, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. We've turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord, Father, the God, our, 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 the Yahweh has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter and a sheep before its shears, is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Now, who is that dude talking about? Right? Who's that dude talking about? And these prophets who, 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 who Peter's referring to, there were, there were a lot of them. And they prophesied, they gave, that was just, those are just a few different prophecies. There are like, over 300 things that were said hundreds of years before Jesus, even a couple of thousand of years before Jesus that were said um, before Jesus even got here. That when he got here, he fulfilled, all right, accomplished, did, lived out, walked into, all right, every one of them. Everything that was said about him, all right, he, that he would do and was going to do, he did. Right? And I just want to, you know, when just hearing that, we're like, okay, yeah, cool. No, I want to illustrate that for you right now. Because I really want you to dig into this because our faith is very verifiable. And I just want you all to start taking, doing the work, start doing some heavy lifting of verifying your faith. All right, this is what I want you to do. I want you to just kind of start digging in. And so let's put this whole prophecy thing and accomplishing the prophecies or fulfilling the prophecies. Let's put it to the test. Let's see if this stuff just happens. All right, does this kind of stuff just happen? Because people like, it just happens. Or maybe Jesus had this Messiah complex, all right, and he had read the Old Testament and said, I want to be this guy. 
All right, I'm gonna do all of these things. Watch. How many are there? Peter, come on, keep note. All right, no, not you, Peter. You're, as a matter of fact, you know what? Let's get Thomas. No, not no. All of you guys, let's work on this. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. But I don't think that's the case because there's so many that Christ couldn't have set to fulfill. And I just want to take a look at eight of them. All right, we're not gonna open these up, but I just kind of want to list eight because I want us to do a little bit of just some practical work here. And I think it's going to make sense. I've talked to some of you about before, maybe about eight or nine years ago, but we're going to talk about it again. So let's take a look at eight uh, prophecies that he couldn't just set out and do. All right. And then also that we know are historically accurate. Because some of them we can, we can try to argue that's just more theolo theology than it is history. Well, let's take a look at eight historically accurate prophecies that were made of him. Number one, the, the, the Micah chapter five, verse two said he, that he would be born in Bethlehem. He'll be born in Bethlehem. Did any of you here choose where you wanted to be born? <laughs> were any of you like sending this like, mom, I just think the beach, the beach, the beach. I want to be born on the beach. You know what I mean? Did anybody go there? <laughs> no, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work like that. All right? and, and we know historically that, you know, first of all, the, the historicity of Jesus Christ. I love that word, historicity. Did you like that? <laughs> That's right. That's the historicity of Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's very verifiable. It's, it's, it's just a thing. It's like, you know, trying to say he wasn't here is like trying to say Caesar wasn't here or any of those guys. I mean, he was, it's other extra, you know, historical uh, works of antiquity kind of, you know, speak about him. Anyways, all right. He definitely was born in Bethlehem. We know this. Number two is a descendant of David. We can't choose who we're going to be, who our grandpas are going to be, and grandfathers and great grandmas and great, great, great. We can't. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5, and many other verses in the Old Testament speak that he was to be a descendant of David. Number three, he was sold for 30 bucks. All right, he sold out for 30 bucks. And Zechariah speaks of that in Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12 through 23. Write this stuff down, look it up. Don't just take my word. I could just be pointing you to all kinds of crazy stuff just so we could sound cool. All right, look this stuff up. Your faith is very verifiable. Verify your faith. Check this out. He, you know, he was sold for 30, 30, uh, piece, uh, 30 bucks, all right? And then the number four, he was beaten beyond recognition. We just read that, all right, out of Isaiah 52, 14. Number five, he was, you know, you don't choose to be beaten beyond recognition, all right? You, you, you know, he, was, he was pierced and his hands and feet, all right, and, and he was basically, Psalms 22 was speaking about crucifixion before crucifixion was invented as a form of torture. Zechariah 12 talks about it as well. He was crucified with criminals, had two dudes on each side of him, Isaiah 53, 12. They gambled for his clothes. We see that that actually happened. We know that that's a, that's a historical fact, and it was predicted hundreds, of, or less over a thousand years before, I believe, around a thousand years before Psalms twenty-two eighteen. And number eight, he was buried in a rich man's tomb, Isaiah fifty-three verse nine. And none of those he could have chosen. Every one of those are verifiable, and that's just eight out of three hundred. All right, and you're like, okay, well. 
that's kind of making an imprint. Let me just kind of illustrate it even further. A dude, uh, Professor Peter Stoner, wrote a book called Science Speaks. And in that, he wanted to calculate the mathematical probability of being, you know, of, of, of somebody actually, you know, knocking out these prophecies. Three, you know, hundreds of years before, one person come along and, just, and knocking out 300 of them. But the numbers were just astronomical. The, the, the odds were just astronomical. So he tried to bring it down. He brought it all the way down to eight. And he says, well, <clears throat> what, is the, what is the mathematical probability of one person, all right, being able to accomplish eight of those that he you know, couldn't set out to do, all right, but are verified, all right, to happen? What is the mathematical probability? And it is one chance in 10 to the 17th power. And what that looks like is that number right there. All right, one in, in that much. All right, so you have all that big number, and in there, nailed it. All right, one, one, one. And you're like, okay, that's, that's big. Let me fur further illustrate that. Dr. Peter Stoner, Professor Peter Stoner, actually even, he, he, he compares this and then we'll just, he, uh, he puts up a map of Texas. All right, I think we got this. I don't know if we do or not. All right, there we go, map of Texas. All right, and so there it is, Texas. Has anybody here driven through Texas? All right, how many, how many months did it take you to get across that place? All right, it's like forever. I just drove across the panhandle. I'm like, really? You know what I mean? I couldn't, I couldn't stand it. All right, it was just a, just a long drive. All right, Peter Stoner says, okay, if you were to take, okay, what is one to 10 in the 17th power, whatever that big long number is, what does that actually look like? If you were to take and um, put a two-foot fence around the entire state of Texas, all right, and this, he actually comes up with this, and this also had been verified by other mathematicians and, and people of science, and they, they verified. You take a, take a two-foot fence, put it around the entire state of Texas. It would take that big number, remember that big number? It would take that many silver dollars to, 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 to fill it up to two feet high, to fill up that, all the way up to the top of that fence. Two feet high, all of the state of Texas, silver dollars, Right? He says, it's like taking that, taking that many silver dollars, putting it two feet high, covering the entire state of Texas, and then taking one of those silver dollars, put an X on it. Go ahead and put it on the other side. Taking that silver dollar and just flicking it over into Texas somewhere, then asking God to come down and just stir it all up. All right, stir all those silver dollars up. It may be on top somewhere. It may be in the middle. It may be all the way at the bottom. Who knows? But you got one silver dollar in the state of Texas, two feet high silver dollars. And then somebody says, all right, come over here, man. We're gonna, I want you to go find that silver dollar. But hold it. You're going to put a blindfold on. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> and you can take as long as you want. But for you to go out and just put a blindfold on, take as long as you want, all right? But the very first time you stop, reach down on top, in the middle, towards the bottom, wherever, and pull out that silver dollar, you will have then, all right, equated the mathematical probability of finding that silver dollar to Jesus accomplishing just eight of those 300 prophecies. That's... All right, I need some pancakes or something after that. That's crazy. <laughs> what in the world? All right. And then he calculated it even further. What about 48? That's one to one, 10 to 157th power. I can't even put the number. The, the zeros would just fill up the screen. 
48. He fulfilled three, over 300. It's like, how do you, how do you not know? About, I go back to my, my, my professor uh, that was teaching the New Testament service. Like, really, how do you not, how do you read this Old Testament and read about the Christ and not recognize this is who he is? Mathematically, Jesus is the Christ, right? We, 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 we can see it. It's just, it's, our faith is very verifiable. Verify your faith. You see? But only God can reveal that he's your savior, that he's your king, that he is Lord of Lords. The question is, do you want to know it? Do you want to know it? Because our, our apologetic is not those facts and figures that we share. But it is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was born. He walked the earth. All right? Did many miracles and taught many things. But he was focused and he headed straight for that cross. And he gave his life on the cross for you and me to pave a way back to God. A way that we had just cut off through our rebellion, through our sin. And he died for our sins. And he rose again. And he is king of kings. And he is lord of lords. And he's the big old G that loves me. And he's the only one that's coming back for us. Amen? Praise the Lord. Verse 12 says, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, when they were looking this stuff up. And the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by, by the Holy Spirit, sent from heaven, things which angels long to look into. And if prophets and angels are looking into this stuff, shouldn't you be? Shouldn't we be? If God has given you the gift to know Jesus, then shouldn't you dig into knowing him better? It's one thing to know about Christ. It's an entirely different thing to know Jesus. Amen? Because we complicate things we don't understand. When we choose not to understand them, then they talk like we do. Your faith is very verifiable. Verify your faith. Amen? That's what I want you to do. Fact check what we're talking about. Check it all out, man. If you don't know where to start, start right here. Start right here. Open your Bibles, all right? And start praying. You have Bibles on your phone here. You have Bibles on your iPads. You have actually, we actually have these ones that you actually, they have these things called pages. And you can turn them. It's really wild. You're like, oh my gosh, really? I got to reach down and turn that page. <laughs> and you can write on the margins and talk stuff. That's for, you know, remind yourself of stuff. Open your Bibles. Start right here. Start in First Peter. And I want to challenge you to something else. All right, some of you, we've been challenging you to kind of, are you, I don't know, where are we at? Oh, here we go. All right, you? Am I with you or where am I at? There you are, yeah, right there. 
Hey. All right, I'm going to try to stay real still for you. Okay, you got this? All right. <laughs> There's this little thing. If you go to your app store, you're like, I don't have one of those. You know somebody that does. Get the, watch, just watch. Go to your app store, all right? You click your app store and look and download this one right here. It's called The Church. All right, it's a church app. You just, you just type in the church, all one word, and look for this little icon, and then download it. I was freaking out because of my nail. You ever have your nail? I just, I did this. It gets long, and you're like, how in the world did that nail get long, like, overnight? And you're like, I'm not that kind of guy that has, like, you know. But anyways, um, don't pay attention to the nail. It's too late now, right? Anyways, um, click that. And then down here on the bottom, you're going to see home, and then this little welcome with a cup of coffee. Click that. And right there, you're going to see sermon discussion questions. Click that. Watch what happens. This is last week. Examine your faith. Remember that? There's some scripture. There's a question for Monday. And there's some stuff that our, our community groups overseer, pastor, minister has been putting in there. There's a question for Tuesday. And there's one for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So that you can dig into your faith. Your faith is very verifiable, very verifiable. <laughs> Second service is going to be a mess, all right? Very verifiable. Verify your faith. Amen? Open your Bibles. Father, we give you the praise.